how the devil are you? Are you good? Fantastic. I am sat at my dining room table. I'm back home for a matter of hours and I'm looking up to the uh, decidedly grey and grim skies of uh, of Manchester. I'll just knock the mic there because I'm a super pro. Um, so, Craig, why is there no guest this week? I hear you cry. Well, there was going to be... Um, but sadly, uh, myself and the stand-up comedian Josh Pugh couldn't make a time work for Tuesday, which is when we're going to record it. But we are going to record it this week. So you're listening to this now, I think, on a Thursday. We're going to record when I hot-foot it back down to Brighton, get set up, record with Josh before he goes on stage. Um, he's graciously fitting us in. On uh, on his on his tour at the moment, uh, Josh is a great stand-up comedian. You're gonna really like him. He's super well down to earth, very very funny, um, and he's been on my radar for quite some time. And it's not the case that you know. Last week we had the wonderful Nick Helm, who I've known for years uh, and been a, a huge fan of. It's uh, it's just come to light that we've got a, a we're double banking stand-up comedians. Um, maybe we'll just do a stand-up comedian special, as well as the incredible, strong female representation we've had uh, this this season. It's been it's been strong, and I know it's been tough, uh, probably as a, a listener, but certainly as a host and a booker. And I think I can speak for producer Griff as a producer. Um, you'd think after you know five plus years, it would be easier but it's kind of not it it has got harder but it's only because you know we pride ourselves on not having the same people on who are doing the podcast rounds therefore having the same conversations we don't want that i don't want it and we don't want to deliver that to you so uh yeah apologies for the inconsistency but you know how it is, you're used to it now. When the episodes come, they're going to be great. I'm not saying this one's going to be great because it's just me talking to you. But we've got a few questions from you that um, we're, we're going to talk to on the very limited time I have. It is going to be a much shorter episode than normal. But how are things? You are well. This is good, good news. It's uh, It's certainly autumn, isn't it? I mean, I got back to Manchester yesterday and it's it's much rainier than normal, but spirits are are high, people are are happy, which is good news. I'm uh, heading back tomorrow, as I said, down to Brighton. We've got another six weeks of filming left on uh, on Grace with uh, past... TSP guest John Sim. Uh, I'm hoping to grab John for a part two that we promised we're going to do that. He's totally up for it. So we might have to record that on set on the hoof. Maybe that'll be interesting. Maybe. Let's see. But John, he's going to come back and we're going to do that before season 10 is out. Before the year is out. The year is going so fast. Let's just slow things down. Um, 
Should we... Uh, have I got anything else to tell you? I don't think so. Yeah, so we've got... Uh, we'll have this episode, this mini episode now, just me and you, having a little chat, easing ourselves in to the Thursday. I've got the central heating on. It's just got a bit cold. Too cold. I won't film for long, though. It's a dear do. And then we'll have the wonderful Josh Pugh. So if you don't know who Josh is, um, look him up on YouTube. There's some stuff on there. I think you'll kind of fall in love with him. He's very lovable, really relatable, effortless in his delivery, which is one of the reasons why he was shortlisted this year uh, at Edinburgh. It's not the... For the Edinburgh Fringe, it's not the Perrier. I always call it the Perrier, but that's because I'm 46. And it's now, it's probably something to do with Dave. I think it is something to do with Dave. So maybe it's the Dave Award. You'll probably be shouting out now, Craig, it's the, this award. Anyway, he was uh, a nominee this year. And when I went up for a couple of days, uh, I missed his show because I just couldn't fit it in. I was there for two days and I was trying to see at least three shows a day as well as some stand-up. And I couldn't fit it in, but I am going to go and see Josh uh, when when I have the time. You know, that's another thing about the inconsistency of, of this podcast for season 10. It's about finding the time. It's about finding the time to sit down for a quality hour with somebody. And uh, when you're busy and when you do all the bookings yourself, uh, things can get pretty tricky but uh you know what we get there in the end don't we so let's um let's dive in to the mailbag uh navida navida hussein hello how are you thank you so much for dropping us an email now navida goes on to say uh, some very nice things which i'm not going to shout out but thank you Uh, her question is would you do a live session with an audience she says I'm sure a lot of people would want to join in Uh, so that's one question she also asks am I watching anything that you would recommend so let's deal with the first part of Navida's question first yeah yeah we would we really want to get out on the road um i know personally i can't speak for producer griff i know the next the first three months of next year certainly the first two and a half months uh are pretty free with regards to filming for me I start again in March. So maybe a a spring mini tour could be good, but you know, it's a lot of organization. But maybe if we got the wind upon knickers, we could we could kind of do that. That would be good. But where would we go? That's the thing. Give us a shout out where you think we should go are we gonna go big cities are we gonna go manchester are we going birmingham are we going edinburgh are we going glasgow are we going nottingham you know 
I'd say Blackpool. I don't know how many people listen in Blackpool. My mum and my dad might turn up, but, you know, an audience of two. Um, and also you've got to think about getting the guest. So obviously we'd do one in London. Obviously we'd do one in Manchester and Birmingham. But where where else would you like us to talk if we could? I mean, it, it, we've been saying it for a while, but it is all logistics. And it's all about timing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, th- I mean, I think I know I can speak for producer Griff. We would love to do it. It's always a joy uh, going out and meeting the TSP family, having a chat before and after. And there's a different energy to it. There's a different vibe. It's a really, really good experience. It's a nice night out. So yeah, I'm talking. I'm like I need talking myself into it. Yes, we would love to do it. Um, let's uh, let's put that on the parish notices. Live tour, TSP mini tour. Early next year. Uh, obviously not promising, but certainly it's something we're going to look into. Let me get the next uh, six weeks out of the way, and then we can really dive into it um, and look. But, you know, give us a shout out on social media where you think we should go and be realistic. Also, a venue. We don't want anything too big. Don't want anything too tiny. So it needs to be just right. Lots of character, lots of warmth. I mean, you'll bring the warmth, you'll be there. And... uh, Let's keep ticket prices as low as possible. Look, we do this with the help of you. You support us on Patreon. You buy bits of merch. You support us. And it's what keeps us going, you know. So bearing in mind, what would you pay for a a night out with one, possibly two guests? Have a think. See what you would put your hand in your pocket for. Now, the second part of the question. Oh, and also, with regards to that first part. Yeah, hit us up on social media about that. Venues, cities, towns, villages. Um, and also, uh, what you feel would be the right price to pay for a ticket. You know? Especially with the cost of living crisis and what's going on. It's, uh, you know, it's it's a dear do to go to the pictures now, which we love to do. Go to the theatre, go to the opera, go to a gig. You know, and also, if you're a, if you're a parent, you've got to think about childcare. So every hour you're out, you're paying for it. And maybe you haven't been out for ages. So, yeah, have a think about about all of those things. So what what have I been watching of late? Well, it's been a while since I've actually had time to sit down and, and pop the idiot box on. Um, but last Saturday, we went to the pictures for the first time in a long, long time. And we went to the wonderful Everyman on Key Street in Manchester. And 
Now, I don't do a lot of theatre. Um, I don't know why. Well, actually, I do know why. It's 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 slightly terrifying and it takes up a lot of time and a lot of energy. <laughs> and I don't know if I've got it in me. But whenever I do, I really want to work with the best playwrights. And one of the best playwrights is Martin McDonough. One of the best screenwriters and directors is Martin McDonough. And so we went to see his new film, which was reuniting Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. And it was remarkable. I mean, yeah, I was trying to suppress. I was, well, I was. I was suppressing tears, I think, within 20 minutes. It was quite the emotional Roller coaster. If you haven't seen it, please go and see the Banshees of Inish In I can't pronounce it. Martin McDonagh's new film with Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Go and see that definitely. But uh, as wickedly funny as it is, um, I, I did find it desperately sad for all sorts of of reasons. But I think you'll take away what you take away. Uh, it's quite the personal experience. Astonishing performances by all of them. There's a moment in that first 20 minutes and Colin Farrell's face goes through about seven different emotions whilst he's sat outside this pub. And that moment absolutely broke me. It's, uh, it's a remarkable, remarkable piece of acting. Both of them. Um, and also Barry Keoghan, who could possibly steal this film. And Kerry Condon was um, incredible. Uh, Pat Short as the landlord of the pub. I mean, it's just, it's a small and stonkingly brilliant cast. Um, beautifully shot by Ben Davis. The score isn't what you think it's going to be. Um, it's, uh, it's stunning, but as, as funny, yeah, as funny as it is, I did, uh, I did came out, I did come out feeling rather sad. Well, we both did. Um, but we sat down to the small screen in the evening and I've been wanting to have time to sit and watch The Bear on Disney Plus, which I'd been reading about since it was released in the states i think like a year ago it's taken quite some time to get over onto disney plus so the bear disney plus it's eight episodes they're about sort of 26 27 minutes long each episode so it's 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 binging it's what binging was made for the not hours long they're, they're that time. Um, there's one episode which is a remarkable feat of television. It's it's a one it's a one take episode. I think it's episode seven. I think it is episode seven. Uh, the characters are strong. The writing is incredible. The pace is up there with the best I've seen in a long time. Um, Go and watch it. It's not, if people are saying it's stressful, I don't think it's as stressful 
as some people are saying. I think it's funny, relatable, intriguing, um, and Moorish. So the bear on Disney Plus is my sorry, still a little bit up. My uh, streaming recommendation: the bear Disney Plus. Go feast on that, and trust me, come back to me, you'll enjoy it. Uh, season two has already been commissioned, and something else I've started on Disney Plus. It's an absolute cracker. I mean, we're not sponsored by Disney Plus. I mean, we bloody should be because they're producing incredible things. I watched the first episode of Jeff Bridges' new series called The Old Man, which, again, yeah, Disney Plus. Um, and that is a strong, strong, intense, intensely violent um, first episode of of a new thriller. And look, it's Jeff Bridges is in it. It's going to be quality, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it, well, it is. So they are things that I've been watching of late, which uh, I've adored. Let me uh, let me just give it a pause right there, and I'll be back in a sec. And we are back. Hello. So, Navida, thank you so much for that question. I hope that was answered thoroughly. I think it was. Well, it was honest. It was honest. So, what more can you get? Carmen Garcia, thank you so much for such a lovely email. I'm not going to read it out, obviously, because I don't do that. But you know what you said, and it is much appreciated. So, bless your cotton socks. Thanks very much. Now... Interesting question, this. Carmen goes to say, imagine that you were organising a music festival. What would be your ideal lineup? Which artists and groups, past or present? What would they, would they, who would be performing? What songs would they play? I mean, I can't answer all of that because there's a lot to go on and I've got limited time, but I will, I will answer part of it. But before I do that, This question is one that is posed on a podcast by my friend Sean Keaveney. It's called The Lineup, and he gets a guest on every week, and it's it's about creating your own festival. So it is this, Carmen. You would love this podcast, The Lineup with Sean Keaveney. Go find it where you get all your podcasts. He gets a guest on every week. They look at location. They look at, uh, you know, the aforementioned lineup. Uh, it You know, it's people from the past, people who are, are no longer with us. They talk about the setting. They talk about the name of the festival. They talk about food. They talk about who's going to the festival. It's a great, great listen. And one headliner that I think would bring the house down apart from people who would want that i would want the kinks there i would want fleetwood mac original lineup um but i always think when it's dark and it's it's a balmy summer's evening we're waiting for the headliners to come on no one knows it's a complete secret and all the lights go off and there's a hush from the crowd 
we hear organs in the background. And people are going, what is that? And it's, and it's fading up the music. We can almost hear it. We, but we can't really make out the tune, but we know it's organs. And all of a sudden, a spotlight shines down on stage. And there is George Michael in all his glory. And he goes right into faith. <gasps> Come on, the crowd goes wild. That would be it. So, yeah, I would say George Michael, all the hits, all the solo hits, all the wham hits, special guest stars. Yes, Elton's coming on. Of course he is. Yeah, I would say uh, uh, George Michael um, would be there, Carmen. I hope that answers your question. Jeez, I really want to go to a festival now. Still, not long till summer. Okay, let's have another look. I think we've got time for one more question. So it's last question time because I've got to uh, I've got to go and cook dinner and then I've got to finish packing and then I'm bounced on the train to Brighton. Uh, ah, Katie Brainbridge, how are you, Katie? Long time listener and supporter is is our Katie. Um, so Katie is talking about Halloween because we've just had Halloween and she says do you consider clowns a Halloween thing now Katie I do and let me tell you why I've never liked clowns I've always found them uh, very scary then this didn't help when I was young I was young. I was far too young to be watching Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which which is uh, it's a funny one because, yes, it's, it's a Halloween film from the Halloween franchise, but from what I remember, and I think I must have been 12 or something, far too young to be watching such a terrifying film on, uh, on VHS. Well... What's VHS, Craig? Google it. Google it. Um, and that had quite uh, the freakish of clowns in it, and uh, it, it scared the life out of me. Still, now, I, I wouldn't go back and, uh, and watch that. Uh, so I blame Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, for clowns. Uh, obviously, it. Which my son who is 11, has just started reading and he's very excited that it's a, it's a huge, big, thick Stephen King novel. It's his first Stephen King. So he's going to he's gonna go through it and then he's going to graduate to the stand, Salem's Lot, The Shining. He's going through it all. Speaking of my son, he was very... He loves Halloween so much. Um, and his mum always... Uh, creates a, a fantastic Halloween party because his mum is from Northern Ireland, as you may know, and uh, Halloween's a huge thing in, in Ireland, um, more so than it is here. And he got it he got it in his mind that he wanted to make his Halloween outfit this year. Um, and he'd recently watched the new Predator film, on Disney Plus, that's another hard recommend, by the way. 
and then he wants to go back and watch uh, the original Predator, which which he did. Yes, I know he's eleven. Don't BBFC me. Um, times have changed. It'd be a fifteen now or a twelve eight as well. You know it apart from the swearing. Yeah, and we between myself and his mum we got together and and he made most of his predator outfit uh from cardboard i went to primark and got some fishnets tights fish fish net fishnet tights that's right um never bought them can't say it and then i found a company and it was really cheap it was like 30 quid and they 3d printed the predator helmet and he got a light to stick on the side with the three sort of red lasers. Um, and then he wanted to have the sound of the Predator. So I said, well, and he was recording things off his phone. I said, well, if you record off your phone, that clicky click noise, that quite sinister, eerie clicking that the Predator does, almost, you know, it's it's quite like um, I'm doing pincer. That's me doing pincer shape because it's a bit like a, a a crab or some sort of crustacean. And then we got a little bag, that uh, a little tiny bag that I used, that I had in Glastonbury this year. And I said, well, I don't need that anymore. You can have that. And we got a tiny little cheap Bluetooth speaker and he connected it to, <laughs> to his phone. And he had this noise of the Predator coming out. I mean, I'm saying all this... Um, and it is spectacular. I'm going to try and edit a video and uh, I'll put it on the Two Shot page um, so you can see it in all its eerie glory. Uh, but yeah, job well done for an 11-year-old boy. He kind of completed Halloween. God knows what's going to happen next year. Um, well, look, that's all we've got time for this week. Um, I didn't want to just leave you hanging and not have an episode for your Thursday um, when everything's getting a bit dark and gloomy and rainy and sludgy and leafy. So uh, it's nice to check in with the community and um, we'll see you very soon with a conversation with the brilliant Josh Pugh. Okay, until then, I've been Craig Parkinson, he's been producer Griff, and this has been the Two Shot Podcast. You take care of yourself, all right? I'll see you soon. The Two Shot Podcast was presented by me, Craig Parkinson, recorded and produced by Thomas Griffin for Splicing Block. The remix of our theme tune is by Stolen Valor. Cheers.